Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war And I'm delivering. I have received many emails from you guys wanting me to bring somebody on to talk about autoimmune diseases, which the current estimates now in the Western world is that it plagues one in four people. We're going to talk on this show about what is an autoimmune diseases, a disease, what are some of the symptoms that you may be feeling if you're not diagnosed from one. What are the toxicity uh, that's out there that could be creating it? And we are going to finish with some daily habits that you can do to help change your life. With me is Dr. Benjamin Benoulis, the author of Create Health, Reverse Autoimmune Disease Without Drugs or Their Side Effects. Welcome, Dr. Ben. Hey, Excited to be here. Very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you. Uh, I just want to give our listeners a little bit of personal information. I met Dr. Uh, Benjamin a few months ago when I came into his office with a hamstring that was torn and then subsequently went back a a couple months later after I pulled out my back because I was boxing and my body wasn't just used to being stretched like that, I guess. Um, But Dr. Benjamin is so lovely and he has helped me. His, His healing modality is unlike anything that I've ever seen before. Uh, we'll talk, let's see, let me give people a little bit of more insight into you. So Dr. Ben has been helping people heal from chronic disease and autoimmune conditions for nearly a decade. He holds a BSE in mechanical engineering and worked for 10 years in the tech industry before coming down with an autoimmune condition that doctors couldn't either diagnose nor treat. So forced to figure things out on his own, he began to self-educate and self-experiment and eventually healed himself with diet and lifestyle and now uses those experiences as the basis for what he teaches. He holds a doctor of chiropractic degree from the Los Angeles College of Chiropractic. And when I blew the whistle, Dr. Benjamin reached out to Project Veritas offering his services to me, um, calling me an American hero and um, honoring me for my courage. I I saw the email oh, like 15 months later. And, you know, I feel like that's just divine timing. It always is. And he has just helped me so much. And I know he's helping my friends now. And I have talked with some of his patients. So I am just honored and privileged to have you here. You are a brilliant uh, man and you have a heart of gold. And so thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 
Um, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, let's talk with people about what is an autoimmune disease? Sure. So that's definitely like a controversial topic, right? Um, but in the traditional Western medical world, they see that as a disease where the immune system, for whatever reason, attacks some tissue in the body. And now depending on what part of the body the immune system ends up attacking, they give the disease a different name. So if it attacks your skin, it might be psoriasis, but if it attacks your joints, it might be rheumatoid arthritis. If it attacks your thyroid, it might be Hashimoto's and so on. So it's a similar root cause, but these present differently depending on what part of the body is affected. And so their traditional medical approach is to go, oh, the immune system is attacking you. We got to suppress your immune system with a drug, right? Which, right. you know, after, you know, in general, it doesn't sound like such a good idea, but after, you know, uh, what happened in the past few years, it's like, yeah, wow, I really need my immune system intact, you know? Yeah. Um, so that route doesn't work for most people. And, um, but medicine really doesn't have um, another approach. So um, having gone through that myself, that's kind of, you know, just developed all the necessity for this stuff. But yeah, that's, you know, and then of course, in non-traditional circles, people say, well, the immune system isn't attacking you. It would never do that. But then it's like, well, why would an immune system, immune suppressant drug actually produce results for people? (laughs) So, because I know that people are going to come and say, oh, there's no such thing as an autoimmune disease. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, we know it's a phenomenon. Exactly what is going on pathophysiology wise, exactly what is happening in the system, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, that's how that's that's generally what the category that they fall under. Yeah. What what happened with you? What what made you? I mean, you had two degrees already. You know, uh, you you leave mechanical engineering to come into this crazy medical world. Uh, that that's that takes a lot. <laughs> sure. So I had I had one degree at the time. I had the engineering degree, and I was working. Um, for a, for a tech company and, um, you know, grew up in a family with a lot of medical doctors. Um, actually when I was in high school, I was in a, a feeder program for the uh, pharmaceutical industry. Um, that's my original plan was to actually work for a biotech company. I was in a pilot program called the, the biotech Academy in the 1990s in Massachusetts. Um, and so I was groomed for going into that. And, um, I remember in the late nineties, that's when, um, pharmaceutical companies started advertising on television. Mm-hmm. And for all y'all like millennials and Gen Zers, yes, there was a time when there weren't drug ads on TV, believe it or not. Right. Um, and so I'm sure you remember Jody, like seeing those ads for the first time, you're like, Whoa, like what is they're listing all the side effects? You're like, oh my God, who would yeah. this, right? I would look at it and say, who would ever want to take this? <laughs> yeah. And so now it's like people are so desensitized to it. They see it all the time and yeah. they're like, oh, nausea, vomiting, death. That, you know, like that's rare, right? Whatever. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll ask my doctor about it. But back then, when it first came out, it was like, what is this? And so that's what like, made me like, um, made me like reconsider what I was doing. And I just, I had a knack for math and science and I really thought I'd be helping people. But when it came all about like antidepressants and boner pills, like Prozac and Zoloft back then, I was like, "Mm, not for me. And so I, um, I went into, to more of like the tech space and did that. 
but like really still had a lot of faith in the medical system, never really needed it uh, until I needed it, right? Which was in my late 20s. And I started coming down with a bunch of seemingly unrelated symptoms, um, a lot of chronic muscle pain, a lot of fatigue where I was sucking back like two to three energy drinks a day, um, really bad, really bad digestive issues, uh, skin issues, um, brain fog. Wow. My body just started kind of slowly falling apart over the course of about six to eight months. And how old were you? I was about 27. Wow. And, um, and, uh, I didn't really know what was going on, but I had my faith in the medical system. Like it it was sort of like things got, had to get progressively worse. So I finally went, okay, I guess I'll go see a doctor, right? Like Mm -hmm. red blooded American male in his late twenties. You're not going to be like, Oh, you know, this is bad. I should go. No, you're going to tough it out till it gets unbearable. Right. And that's what I did. And uh, I thought, okay, you know, let's just get this over with. I'm going to go in there with problems A, B, A, B, and C. They're going to give me, you know, cures X, Y, and Z, and then problem solved. Back to my life. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a bit of a rude awakening to find out it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, even getting diagnosed, even getting someone to acknowledge there's a problem, mm-hmm. was difficult, right? Because. Mm-hmm. You'd say, well, this doesn't really fit anything we've seen in a textbook. Okay, you have a skin issue. We're going to send you to the dermatologist. Okay, for your digestive stuff, we're going to send you to the gastroenterologist. For your chronic pain stuff, we're going to send you to a rheumatologist. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, well, so I got to, so I'm like, okay, well, I guess now we got the experts called in. So then I'm going to each of these specialists and they're running their own labs and they're scratching their head. I don't, I can't figure out what's wrong with you. All your lab work looks normal, right? And so I'm just getting passed around, passed around. And no one really can figure it out. And and worse, no one really seems to care Yeah, because it's like an insurance-based system where it's like, I got five minutes with you, doop the doop Oh, labs look normally. I guess you're fine. Well, you're and, and, and the big problem too is, is that who's overseeing that care, right? You know, it's supposed yeah. to be the primary care doctor that's looking to see what the GI says and what the pain says and the endocrinologist says. But most of the time, they're not even looking at the notes in detail like that. No, no one's looking at the big picture. They're siloed into these specialties mm-hmm. and they look at like one part of the body. And if the intervention that they do, the drug or the surgery causes a problem in another part of the body, it's like too bad. It's not my problem. You got kidney issues. Go see the nephrologist. Not my, not my deal. Right. Yeah. So the kidney doctor's got to put you on a d- drug, kind of the side effects that the other doctor gave you. And then that drug has side effects. Yeah. And it becomes this like, you know, game of whack-a-mole. Mm-hmm. And um, in the beginning, you're like, oh, I'm seeing all the specialists. They're going to figure like you think it's like, um, you know, like a case of like house, you know, where it's like they're going to figure it out. They're going to like pull out all the stops and run all the labs and like figure it out. Yeah. Um, they're going to all sit around it. a table and yeah. they're going to talk about it. Yeah no. yeah. yeah. No, it's more like I think you're just faking it. Uh-huh. Like all your labs look normal. You sure you know, don't just have anxiety. You sure you just like. You know, they think you're, as we call in the medical world, malingering, right? Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, those people are out there, but um, I'm sure you're hearing stories left and right of people, especially with the, the jab injuries. Yep. Getting told that they're faking it. That That's oh my gosh, Hor- horrific stories. Yeah, yeah. horrific. And so, and so the problem is that you know these medical doctors, they they medical school self-selects for people that are very good at memorizing information, right? Like you get the biology degree, you memorize all the things, you learn all the chemistry, 
you, you take the MCAT where you just got to memorize, 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 you spit it out and they go, oh, good job. You memorized all the information, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're really good at like knowing what's in the textbook and then something comes in their office that wasn't from the textbook and they're like, mm-hmm. well, it wasn't in the textbook, so it must be fake. It must not be real. There couldn't be a world out there of things I didn't learn in medical school. Right. Um, so anyway, you know, a lot of people stay in this merry-go-round for for a while, you know, but I was impatient and I was like... um, I just kind of saw the kind of the futility of it all. Like very quickly, I realized it was a shell game. Where I was just getting passed around and and no one really cared and no one had a clue. And I was like, I, I got to figure this out, right? Like I, I just thought like, okay, you know, I, I, I had this engineering degree. I did the biotech program. Like I got a really good basis of like math and science and biology, biochemistry, like I can, I can figure, I can figure this out myself because mm-hmm. I'm getting nowhere. Like maybe eventually they'll figure it out, but like in the meantime, I got to put myself in the case. And so that's when I really started like digging into things. Uh, and I, you know, I knew how to search PubMed and read scientific research. And like, it became like a hobby for me. It's like figuring this out because I, yeah. I like problem solving as an engineer. I still do. Right. Um, and uh, that was that was an interesting journey for sure. Mm. So we, we can talk about that if you want. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I, I started reading things, you know, just pulling up, like trying to just figure things out symptom wise. Cause I, I didn't have a diagnosis at this point. And honestly, I never really got one. Um, and so that's another way they marginalize people. It's like, Oh, you don't have a diagnosis. There must nothing really be wrong with you. It's like, so then people say, what were oh, your complaints? Um, so I had eczema all over my hands. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had like really bad digestive issues. Like every meal hurt sometimes like 10 out of 10 pain. If it was a really heavy meal. Oh, wow. Constant indigestion, bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, like constant pain and discomfort, um, difficult, like, um, really bad brain fog. I was like one of the top performers in my department and my job and things just like tanked to where I could barely like concentrate looking at the screen. Okay. Um, so my boss was like, telling me like, Hey, if you don't pull it together, we have to like, you know, cut you when your performance review comes around, which is, you know, code words for you're going to get fired. Um, and, um, yeah, just really bad chronic fatigue where I could like get through the work day with a lot of caffeine and then the weekend come around and I would just want to lay in bed. Okay. I wouldn't want to do anything. Yeah. And I, I just, and I was like, you know, at first I was like, Oh, I'm getting old. I'm 27. It's like, no, 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 that's not what's going on. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so I started looking into things and just tr- trying to figure it out based on symptoms. And I was never into any of this alternative stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, chiropractic, like I grew up in a, a medical family, like a bunch of my relatives are medical doctors and they think I'm nuts. Yeah. Um, Do they still so, think you're nuts? Oh yeah. And after COVID, really? like even nuts are. Oh, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, because their, their six jabs weren't protecting them. They still had to wear a mask around me. Yeah. Because- it only works if we both get it. Otherwise, you know, I don't know how that, I never read the article on that one. Um, but uh, anyway, um, started reading things that said things like, well, if you just change your diet, eat healthier, a lot of these problems go away. And I thought, Psh, I'm not doing that. Right. What? Give me yeah. a break. Yeah. You know, because I, I never really was overweight. I, I, so I just thought, Hey, I eat healthy. Like I eat healthy enough, but really I was on the standard American diet of like, you know, pizza burritos and Mountain Dew. 
mm-hmm. you know, but I wasn't getting fat from it. So I thought I must be eating healthy and I just have a good genes <laughs> metabolism. Yeah. So I'm okay. But people yeah. would always be like, you know, Ben, um, you know, like they pass brownies around at work and I'd like be the guy who takes two and they'd be like, that's going to catch up with you. And I'd be like, hasn't yet. <laughs> and um, the ironic thing was that it did catch up with me, just not in the way that anybody anticipated. Yeah, like, the weight. Yeah, really chronically ill. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember I was reading all this stuff about like, okay, there there could be like, you know, you could have intolerances to food. Like food could be part of the problem, especially with its digestive issues. And I remember asking a gastroenterologist, like, could this have be something to do with what I'm eating? And he's like, no, 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 it's not, it's, it's not anything to do with that. And and that was like a record scratch moment for me because I was like, really? Like just common sense would dictate that like from having digestive issues and the one thing that's going through my digestive tract is the food that I'm eating. And the inside yeah. of that tract is like diseased and inflamed. Like there's gotta be a connect. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. There has to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's Absolutely. like, living in the twilight zone, believe, but a lot of people like to abdicate their sense of responsibility. So they, oh yeah, my doctor says this has nothing to do with the food I'm eating. It's just bad luck. Mm-hmm. And drugs for the rest of my life and it allows them to have a sense of like, give their power away to the physician and the drugs and I'm just a victim and I don't have to do anything. Uh, but I, I just, I wasn't buying it. I was like, you know, I don't know. I know I don't eat the best. You know, if people are commenting like, hey, you should go easy on those brownies. Like maybe, maybe I'm not eating the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if I went back to that, I can't even imagine how I'd feel. It'd just be horrible. Um, and meanwhile, these symptoms are getting worse, worse, worse. And so I go and I get a food allergy test. I'm like, well, let's find out, right? And um, find this like alternative clinic. They run the food allergy test. I'm like itching to get the answers. I'm like calling the, them like every day to get my results yet. Get my... I never do that kind of thing. Like I yeah. never like the person like follows up and it's really pushy, but I was like, mm-hmm. so curious to know. Finally, the guy calls me on like a Friday afternoon, you know, after I've been calling the, them all week. And he's like, well, we finally got your results. I know that you have been very eager to get them. So I wanted to do, I don't want you to wait over the weekend. So here they are. And he's like, on a scale, and this is what he told me. I don't know how they do food allergy tests now, but back then in like 2010, he was like, we ran the labs and on a scale of one to seven, one to, one to seven, what? You scored a seven as far as like allergy to the following foods. And then he just like, it's like 25 different things. And I'm like, like everything. Yeah. Like <laughs> soy, gluten, dairy, yeast, um, <laughs> like nightshades. I'm like, that's everything I eat. Yeah. What am I going to do now? Gluten-free air sandwiches? You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I asked the guy, I'm like, okay, so, and this is, a testament to the level of consciousness I was at. I was like, okay, so what do you give me for that? <laughs> right. <laughs> like you're the doctor, you prescribe the, you give, you diagnose the issue and then mm-hmm. you give a prescription for the cure. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, there's no cure for this. There's no medicine for it. You just have to cut these foods out of your diet. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, what? What? Yeah. Like Like how, how can I live? No concept of like, what, like, what am I going to eat for food? You know, because I was just basically living off this like processed diet. So I, I, I get this idea like, okay, well, I'm just going to make smoothies. Like I just came up with this idea. It's like the fruits and vegetables weren't on the list. 
Like I, and, and I was like, I had like, I didn't like, I didn't really cook. I mostly ate takeout when I did eat at home, it was like microwave food. And I thought like, okay, well, you know, a blender is really like a microwave, right? Like you, you open the door, you put the food in, you close the door, <laughs> you press the button and 60 seconds later, oh, you got your food, right? <laughs> yes. I, I, I'll just use my lazy technique to eat healthier, uh -huh. right? So it was like I had no plans to, you know, follow a plant-based diet or become a vegan. I didn't know any of the heck that stuff was. It was just like I buy the fruits and vegetables at the grocery store and I put them in the blender. Like, let's make it stupid, simple, easy, right? Which at the mm -hmm. time I didn't kind of realize what I was stepping into. But I started doing it because it was like that's just – seemed like the best easiest idea at the time mm -hmm. um and that was really a, a, a jumping off point because i i started like um making smoothies and some of them taste good some of them wouldn't but like my stomach didn't hurt at all like i felt way better when i had one but i was still eating crap food because i didn't want to give it up and i just thought like you know i would get cravings for junk um, but I just thought like, I'll, I'll just do a little better with the nutrition and throw some fruits and vegetables in there. Like I'm getting in my late twenties. Surprise. This is a good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember one time I was like, you know, and it was like 2010. I'm like, I, I bet if I looked up some recipes, cause I would literally just throw whatever fruits and vegetables like I had in the fridge at the time or whatever I got at the grocery store, just throw in the blender, kind of no recipe, just shooting from the hip. And so some of them taste good. Some of them would taste like I couldn't even finish them. Um, and so I searched smoothie recipes on YouTube and I come across this guy, absolutely crazy raw foodist dude living in the woods in an RV. And he would make smoothies and he would talk about natural healing and natural health. And he would make like green juices, putting like, you know, 10 pounds of vegetables in a juicer and making a juice and drinking it. And, um, and he was bonkers like he would make the recipe and then he would talk about you can drink this stuff to heal cancer and i'd be like oh my god just dude you're crazy just shut up and make the recipe like i don't want to hear this stuff you're off your rocker yeah none of this stuff this guy's saying he's just out of control but like the recipes were good so i kept watching but like the more he talked and he talked about how like fruits and vegetables are the healthiest foods like if i had cancer i wouldn't get chemo or radiation like i would just drink this stuff and I kind of knew that like chemo and radiation were pretty rough on the body, but like not doing it and just drinking vegetable juice. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, but I started to notice the more that I did his recipes and the more raw food and fruits and vegetables I ate, the better I felt. And my chronic pain started to dissipate. My energy got better. My digestion got better. And as soon as I went back to eat my standard American diet food, I'm raging back. Um, and so after like a few months of this, and I would like troll this guy's account. I'd be like, dude, just shut up and make the juice, make the smoothie, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and he always responded with love and light. God bless him. <laughs> um, but eventually it's like the stuff he was saying, because I had enough like firsthand experience with it. Like it was making sense. It was like you feed your body the right foods and then, and it begins to heal itself. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually witnessed my body start to heal itself by eating better. And at some point, like something clicked and I was like, man, if I really went at this like full bore, like I just ate raw fruits and vegetables for like, you know, I was like, I'm gonna do a 30 day challenge. Like, I'm just going to do that for 30 days. That was like summer of 2011. 
summer. Okay. Every the completely life changing. Like wow. Yeah, like my I I saw like I saw a total transformation in my health. Like chronic pain went away. I went from chronically fatigued to like bouncing off the walls with energy. Uh, my digestion was like eighty percent better. My skin cleared up. My mental clarity was like to the point where like I um I would you know I had my engineering job. And I used to be like, oh, I can't think. I would like finish my work for the day at like 2 p.m., you know? And they'd be like, wow. well, I guess I just got to act like I'm busy for another three hours, four hours, you know? Wow. So a, a huge increase in your mental clarity and your productivity. Yeah. And your and your physical, you know, the the feeling of being tired. Yeah. And, and just like felt like better about life. Like I didn't realize how depressed I was, ah. um, you know, cause I was doing the job. I was in the line of work. I was doing all the things that people like thought like, Oh, you have this job at this company. They're so, I, I had a leg. I, I lived in Austin. I had this, my office was like looking overlooking the Colorado river right next to city hall in downtown Austin. Like it mm-hmm. was like, you know, a job, a lot of people were envious of, and, but like, there was the voice inside of me that said like, this, this isn't really it. Like, this isn't, I'm not, I don't want to do this when I'm 50, you know? Yeah. Um, but I suppressed that down. I said, cause everyone was like, we got all this admiration and a lot of people, you know, wish they had what I had, um, but it wasn't me. And so I started to wake up for all this, but just in, in general, I just felt like I had been living it about here. And then when I got sick, I got down to here. But then when I changed my diet and got really serious, I would like up like to a level that I didn't know existed. I was like, wow, like I feel. And then I'm going around. I'm like eating a watermelon in the break room, just like like the whole watermelon, you know, uh-huh. Ben's gone crazy, you know, like what is he doing? <laughs> um, and I'm like, even I'm like, guys, fruits and vegetables, smoothie, like you got to do this. I feel amazing. Like this is like life changing. And, you know, it's just like the, you know, it's like the fluoride stare. They're just like what <laughs> um and so i i started to essentially vibrate out of that environment it was just like i just i remember um i remember uh sitting in a meeting and they were um they were going over like the the, the sales plan for the year like the sales forecast and what new projects they had landed and, and what what how much money you were going to make in the next year and i remember these guys pop in and they just gotten off a plane from China and they're like, look, we met with this company in, in Beijing and we won this new design. And um, it turns out guys, okay. That the diabetes market is exploding. It's exploding. Like it's 2012 now, but by 2020, it'll be a $200 billion industry. Right. And so we got to get on the ground floor. So we're using one of our microchips that we designed years ago. We can sell, we can manufacture for five cents, we can sell it to them for a dollar. So we'll make 95% profit margin. And they're going to sell like, you know, 7 million of these. Like we're going to make just cash hand over fist. And it's like a, it's a blood glucose monitor, right? Wow. And yeah, this is awesome. Like high-fiving, we're doing a great thing. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like wow. diabetes is like a, is a metabolic disease from like eating food, like getting, making more blood glucose monitors. This is going to solve the problem. No. Nope. It's probably just going to contribute to it. But yeah. there, so it was like a twilight zone movement of like, oh my God, like what am I, everybody in here thinks they're doing a good thing, but they don't know what I know. Like I can't, I can't be, I can't stay here. Like I can't yeah. do this. 
Yeah. Um, Hold on to that thought. We're going to, we're going to take a a break guys. You are listening to nurses out loud and um, we're here five days a week, 10 AM Eastern time and 11 PM with our encore presentation. You can also go to your phone right now to your apps and download the America out loud talk radio app there. You can click on it 24 seven and hear a different show and a different topic and a genre. We have attorneys, um, doctors, all these freedom fighters on there. So please go to America Out Loud Talk Radio, download the app, and we will be right back with Dr. Benjamin Benulis, the author of Create Health, Reverse Autoimmune Disease. It's time and this is We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. All right, guys, welcome back. All right, Dr. Ben, so we left off. Was this in 2012 that the blood glucose monitor chip was uh, coming yeah, out? Yeah, that was, that, was, that was 2012. Wow. Wow. Um, and they, they knew like, they knew that um, that the diabetes and everything was just going to explode. Yeah. I mean, you could have looked at a graph back mm-hmm. then and, 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 you know, the obesity epidemic had kind of really started in the 1990s. Yep. And it was just on this like exponential curve. Like you could mm-hmm. just look at the data and be like, we're getting fatter, we're getting sicker. Like, let's cash in. <laughs> you know? Right. Yep. Um, 
And so, you know, they all thought they were like doing a good thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But that was like my moment of like, yeah, I just, I can't, like, I can't in good conscience stay at this company. Like, Mm -hmm. and so going through this health journey, I had met a lot of other people who were struggling with similar issues. Because when you have an autoimmune disease, okay, Mm -hmm. you can't, like, you don't have any outward symptoms, right? Like 99% of the time, like someone has ulcerative colitis, you know, you, someone has, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, someone has a thyroid, like generally speaking, it's an invisible disease, right? So you right. don't realize that these people are walking among us, but I, I started to meet them because I was in that world too. And I just realized like, there's a lot of people that need help, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, how can I help these people? Like, there's gotta be something. And, um, and so I'm like, man, you know, I uh, I went through all those doctors a couple of years ago who like, c- you know, couldn't help me, you know, like they were mm-hmm. honestly like it was kind of depressing at like how how unequipped they were to be able to help me. I was like, you know, just with, you know, what I know, yeah, you know, no degree, I can help those people a lot more than they could. Mm-hmm. Like if I actually went to school and like really you know, got dialed in and, and became a doctor myself. Like I could really make a difference in this world. And, and that was really my impetus to it. And so I thought, okay, well, I don't want to learn all the drugs and surgery stuff. I'll just go be a naturopath. But I was living in Texas where that's not licensed. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just go to chiropractic school and then practice as a de facto naturopath. Um, but now I kind of practice as more of like a hybrid of the two. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, that was kind of the impetus. So like, yeah, 2013. So I had to like take classes and I was like taking Saturday biology classes to get my prereqs done and like pretending that I still liked my job. And um, eventually they found out, they found out. <laughs> you were out you were going to school on the down low. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't going, I was like taking like an extra undergrad class to get my yeah. prereqs done. Right. And they just kind of, they just had sense that a lot had changed in me and I was kind of on my way out, even though I was like the most productive person there. Like my mental clarity was such that I was just like, Mm. I was outperforming everybody on my team. And I was like, and I just, I would like go and just take walks in the, down by the river. Well, and you know, (laughs) and then that's the thing too, is that, you know, we, we, we see these people that are suffering, you know, with these conditions and, and it's hard to, get out of that because you just feel so crappy, you know? And, and it's like, it really takes a a strong will to want a change to even try doing a diet, such as the one that you, you know, that, that you do right. Or any, anything getting up and moving. It's really hard to say you need to get outside and walk when you just are barely getting up out of bed. You know, you just don't want to do any of that. So, yeah, I I understand. I mean, that that's a that's a your testimony to, though, by changing your diet and then feeling like a completely different life is 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 huge. And I hope that empowers a lot of people to read your book and and see what what steps and what suggestions that you have for them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there's gotta be what's called emotional leverage, right? It's like, it's, you know, people, cause people always tell me like, 
oh, I, this, then this problem. And like, I'm practically disabled and like, this sucks and I hate it. And how do I heal? And then I'm like, okay, this is what you do. You got to eat this way. And they're like, oh, that, that just sounds too hard. And it's like, right. I mean, I, you know, okay, it's hard, but like mm -hmm. living a life where you're like nearly disabled, where you're like in chronic pain all the time, like that's really hard too. Right. You know, so Tony Robbins talks about there's something called emotional leverage, which basically says that when the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of changing, mm -hmm. people change. Okay. Right? Yeah. And and so for me, it was more like staying the same was very painful, but I thought changing would be really hard. Mm -hmm. But I just got into it from like a curiosity standpoint. Mm -hmm. And then I realized like it's hard, but it's not like crazy hard. Like this yeah. is actually kind of fun. Like mm -hmm. this was like a new world. Like I was going to, like I had never eaten a mango in my life. And now I like, eat, <laughs> you know, six or seven of them a day when they're in season. Uh -huh. um, I was like, this is cool. Like I'm making, like it was just like an exploratory thing for me in the beginning. And I kind of realized just through doing it, like this isn't that hard. Like this is it's hard because, you know, everything's been convenient so far, but like I could do this. Like it it, it was more of a, the mentality of like, let's, let's just try this as an experiment. Like this is, you know, cause then everything else I'm doing isn't working. Right. So like, yeah. I, I don't want to like always wonder what if, you know? Right. Right. And I think people too, it's like you say, yes, this could be hard, but once I think a lot of people don't realize how unhappy they are until they start experiencing happiness again. People yeah. don't realize how much pain they're in until they start being relieved from some of it again. You know, um, I 100%. always tell people when I lost weight, I, when I became a nurse, when I was 39 years old, I decided to lose weight. And I was like, I'm not going to be this nurse that's overweight and smoking. Right. And that, cause that's what I was. And well, at that time I had, I had quit for a few years, but, um, but still yet I was still morbidly overweight, you know, more than about 50 pounds, 60 pounds. And, and I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take this newfound money and I am going to, you know, hire a trainer and start eating better and lose weight. And then when that started to come off and I was going and exercising as part of my, you know, daily routine, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how unhappy I actually was you know, because you just get complacent, you get comfortable and, and you don't realize what you're missing out on. Totally. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's, it's a, sometimes that gap's so big, it's just more painful to think about, but that's kind of one of the things I love about what I do is like people want some certain objectives, like be out of pain or to, you know, not have their stomach hurt or whatever. And it's like, when we really dial in and get them healthier, like all these other things, Often mm -hmm. things that they didn't even tell me about get mm -hmm. better mm -hmm. um, because that's the great thing about health. There's no contraindications. There's no negative side effects, right? Every side effect is like another positive thing. Like I had this lady, you know, I was working with who had lupus and, um, you know, one of the things was that she had to be uh, like on steroids, which really screwed up her blood sugar. Yeah. So she would just like go off on her son and her husband, like totally like lose her stuff like and yell at yeah. them and scream at them she's like i don't want to do that anymore like i feel terrible about it it's like if i could just not yell at my kid my kid and my husband anymore like that would be a win it's like okay so we do the program she starts eating better and things like that's you know she gets off the steroids out of chronic pain 
But another thing she told me is, oh yeah, I went for my checkup and I had these like um, cancerous lymph nodes in my armpit and they said they're all gone. Uh And I'm like, when we talked at the beginning of this, you never mentioned any of that. Oh yeah, that's another thing that I had that disappeared. Um, (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's the magic of, you know, my book's called Create Health. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the magic of like this create health approach versus a fight disease, suppress a symptom, address a symptom, a, a different specialist for every symptom kind of mentality. Like once you address the root cause, it's like, everything else in your life, every other aspect of your health also improves. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa, I didn't know this was possible. Like I was talking about before, like I just wanted to eat something that didn't make my stomach hurt. I didn't think it would like make my fatigue go away. Like I didn't think that would like make me happier. That was just kind of an unintended but positive consequence versus like every pharmaceutical drug always has the side effects and it's always, always. something bad. It's not like a pharmaceutical drug, you take it for you know, like your hemorrhoids, but it also makes you run faster. Like that just. Right, right. <laughs> so you, you have um, a pretty good success rate at getting people off of pharmaceuticals then. Well, since under my license, I can't prescribe and I can't de-prescribe. Right. Um, like people have to do that with their medical doctor. Yeah. I can't like take credit for like, that. I get people off of drugs per se, per se. but people are able to do that mm-hmm. with, um, yeah. Following my guidance for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause then they go to the doctor and they're like, wait a second. Oh my gosh, your skin looks better. You look happier. You've lost some weight. Well, let's, you know, let's take a look and see what your labs are and your vital signs. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. always a, that's always an interesting one because they, they scratch their heads, man. They're like this, they don't, they don't see this stuff happen. Yeah, right? right. Like, you know, I had a guy who was told colon needs to come out and he's come out, you know, mm-hmm. and he was a teacher and he's like, let me just commit to this program for like the summer. Right. And he comes back in, in September and they do another follow-up scan. They're like, there must've been a mistake the lab because this is a totally normal colon. So we're going to go figure out what that was and we'll get you rebooked for next week. And then they come in next week and they're like, actually, we didn't make a mistake. What? This is a spontaneous remission. This is amazing. Um, spontaneous remission. Yeah. And, I and he's like, dude, I've worked for two months on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, had, had another woman who um, she had MS uh-huh. follow up brain scan shows the lesions got smaller. Wow. The lesions never get smaller. This must be a mistake with the MRI. We got to send you in for another one. <laughs> when COVID rolled around, it was like, I, I know exactly how this is going to play out. I know exactly what they're going to do. This is all ruse to sell a vaccine in a year. You know, mm-hmm. it was like transparent, you know. But I got swept up in the freedom fight because it was like, because honestly, I, I I was used to like, oh, measles is going to kill us all. We got to get vaccinated. Oh, this Zika virus, everybody's, we got to, you know, it's going to kill us. I was like, just used to this like stupid narrative of these things that would never pan out. So when it first happened, I was like, yeah, it's going to blow over in a few weeks, like whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and it was beyond the next thing. But then it like kind of caught, caught fire. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, this is going to get bad. Yeah. And how they're yeah. going to handle it was even worse. What, what are your thoughts on, on vaccines? Do you think we need them? Um, Like measles, you know, mumps, rubella, DTAP, um, MMR. You know, I think each, I'll say this. I think each one of them is its own beast. Um, I think that, um, you know, based on the the data we have is so poor, you know, like no placebo control, no long-term studies, no like collective study of the schedule as a whole. 
Mm -hmm. Um, like, I guess I would say I would want a lot more information before I took any of them and before I advise anybody else to take them. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've seen, I've seen enough freaking injuries, you know, not just from, you know, the newest ones, but like just so many stories that people come to me with is like my medical doctor didn't believe me, especially in the autoimmune thing. It's like, well, I think there's a lot of injuries, a lot of autoimmune conditions that are created because of the injection or because of vaccines and, um, and that always just go undiagnosed because nobody's even looking to correlate the two. You know, but yep. people say, well, what about if, you know, uh, chicken pox comes back or measles comes back? Like, are you concerned about all of that? If it, if it, if it comes <laughs> back. Um, oh, and I just want to throw this out there. Like I'm saying, I'm, like anecdotally, a lot of people are telling me this. The other thing, and we can just touch on it briefly, is like mm-hmm. people like causes of autoimmune disease hear from women all the time, breast implants. Yes. Without like left, right, and set. Like that was one thing that going into practice, I didn't know that I would be hearing like every mm-hmm. other day. There's a huge movement over the last couple of years that I've seen of women getting them removed and then their health coming back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we can go down that road sometime if we want. I don't, I'm not too knowledgeable on it. I'm just saying anecdotally, you know, yeah. I'm hearing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but yeah, like as far as these diseases coming back, it, it, it's, it's pretty obvious if you look at the data that a lot of these diseases were not eliminated by the vaccinations. Like a mm-hmm. lot of like, you know, uh, you have something like measles, mumps, rubella, um, chicken pox, polio, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that these, these things went away because of public health measures, because of clean water, sanitation, sanit- you know, sterile technique, things like that. Like, you know, you look at like, the curve for like um, polio or something like that, it's almost identical to scarlet fever, which mm-hmm. we never had a vaccine for. It just kind of went away on its own around right. the same time that all these other communicable diseases were going away. Um, so like the threat that these diseases could come back, um, I, I think is pretty unfounded, right? Because it's like they want to take credit for something that they never actually did, Right. Right. But, and and it, how, what was the prevalence of it in society when the injections yeah. came out? You know, it's yeah. not like there was all of these, you know, uh, cases and then the vaccines came out and they went away. There was like no cases anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. By that point, like it had dropped off uh-huh. pretty soon. Like it, it was enough of a, it was a small gap enough. You could not notice it and credit the vaccine. But if you really look at the epidemiological data, it's obvious it came in when it was like 90% gone, you know? Right, right. And as far as I'm concerned, I won't put anything, I won't, I won't inject my kid again. And my grandchild, you know, I talked with the mom and I was like, are you looking at all this? Are you following children's health defense? I need you to follow them and read the studies and stuff. And she's like, yeah, no, we're we're not doing it. And I go, okay, good. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> and, and here's the thing. It's like, I've been doing this for, you know, eating this way, living this way for 12 plus years. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've gotten sick. I can count on one hand the number of times. And usually it was because I was like sleep deprived and overstressed. Right. Okay. I really pushed it. Um, like I don't get sick really. Like, yeah. so I'm not like, I was never worried about like, oh, I might get COVID. Like, no, I, mm-hmm. come on. and if I did, it would have been so mild. Yeah. Um, like, I would have licked doorknobs. Like, I don't, 
Like when you actually take care of your body and you actually eat well and you actually do the things that create health, as I talk about in my book, mm-hmm. like these like communicable diseases are like yeah. just like come on. Like it's not it's not a concern. Like I just could I opt out, please? Because I, I like I don't this does not apply to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. Talk about opting out. Banner Health in Arizona, large hospital system here. Uh, someone just sent me um, a screenshot of their email that they got from their employer. They just really, uh, they just uh, reversed their uh, mask mandate this week <laughs> and said that nobody needs to be vaccinated to work there. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then in, in there it said, uh, please uh, watch this short video to find out why. And I was like, girl, send me that video. I want to see what they say. I'm going to make a reel about this crap. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's crazy is it's been going on so long that there are some people who are just so bought in and indoctrinated and frankly brainwashed that they're like, yeah, never going to take the thing off. They're they're never going to take it off. No, I I was dropping off my book uh, at the post office and, and the guy had it on like below his nose. And I, and I said, why do you wear that? And he's like, you know, honestly, why I wear it? He's like, because I don't want to take it off because if I have to put it back on again, I'm going to get really mad. And I was like, wait, keep, keep talking. What's your logic? And I go, if they have you put it back on again. And he's like, yeah, if they, I'm just used to it. So I'm just sticking with it. I know that I wear it. I wear it every day. And when I take it off, I'm never putting it back on again. And I said, well, you know, it does nothing for you except harm you. Right. And he says, yeah, I know it doesn't work. And I said, then dude, take it off. (laughs) Like take it off. I said, next time I come in here, I'm going to bring my book. And then, and then you can read it and see if that helps you. And he was like, all right. I love how you're rocking the chin mask on the cover. That's just, (laughs) it just warms my heart. All right. We have, um, to to close the show, I do want to start, uh, end off on the daily habits to create mental and emotional health. Number one, you say that you recommend meditating, praying and breath or doing breath work twice a day for at least five minutes each time. You want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think we live in a society where, you know, it's like, go, 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 stimulus, stimulus. And like, you can, you know, like on one of these glowing rectangles, you can just get sucked in. Right. Yeah. And, um, and, um, you know, we got to remember that we're like in this world, but not of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of like a whale has to come up to the surface, like take a breath of air, because even though they live in the ocean, they're really like, they got to breathe air, right. Yeah. To survive. And so it's the same way. It's like, we got to check back into that, like spiritual being that we are just inhabiting this body living in this world, but we're not of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're not doing that regularly, that's really going to deteriorate like our, just our mental health and our spirit. So, um, that's a huge one. Yeah. I love that one. Uh, when you are struck number two, when you are struggling with different difficult emotions, journal them. List out everything you are feeling. Some people call this a brain dump. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like we get, you know, just with the 21st century, like our brain can only handle so much information, but we're constantly like throwing more at it because it's the dopamine hit to look at the screen. The thoughts are so crazy. It's like we got to write them out to express them, to get rid of them, to get them out of our head. 
Um, and oftentimes we find that we can, if we've got a bunch of thoughts, like going crazy in our head, if we can write them out, it gets them out of our head and then they don't drive us crazy. They're just like on the paper now. I love that. Getting adequate sleep is critical. You recommend setting a bedtime of nine or 10 PM at the latest and shutting off all electronics an hour before bedtime. Getting adequate sleep is critical for both mental and emotional health. Yeah. I mean, sleep's your time for your body to regenerate. So if you want it to heal, you know, like you can't be having to do work, mm-hmm. you know? So, right. um, the, the sleep is just, it's an imperative, you know, there's no metal for, you know, I used to work in the corporate world and I used to, you know, went to a very competitive school for undergrad and it was like a badge of honor. You brag about how little you slept. Right. You know, like it was a good thing, but like mm-hmm. you get away with it in your twenties, you know, like I would just crank up on Mountain Dew and pull the all-nighter to study for the fluid mechanics exam. But, um, you know, it, it, it didn't affect me then, but, um, yeah, now it's, it's just, it's just like your body, if you want it to repair, you got to give it the opportunity to do so. And, and sleep is like just ultra critical. And yeah, if you cut that short, you, you interfere with your body's ability to heal itself. Yeah. Uh, four, spend time outside each day, at least 10 minutes, ideally in nature, if you can. Yeah. Again, you know, we're, we're in this world, but not of it. And like, we got to get, you know, it's like, that's, that's rejuvenating the spirit, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, like if you, I guess what I, you know, I, I, I talk a lot about nutrition and, and how important it is, but it's like, if you're not taking care of your mental, emotional health, if you're just treating yourself like a robot or it's just like, I gotta just like drink the smoothies and eat the fruits and vegetables, but like take, like think terrible thoughts and not take care of myself in other ways. It's like the body's never really gonna be able to heal. So, so just, yeah, connecting the nature is super important. Yeah. And a lot of people are calling that like grounding, right? Getting out there yeah. and ground. We, you know, over the past, what, probably 60 years or something, we've gotten away from being outside and, and being in the soil and grass and, and, you know, having to like work our food or harvest uh, what we eat and being outside and even playing. I mean, I used to do that all the time, you yeah. know, and, and my older kids who are 20, 30, they, they got it. But now with Benjamin, it's like, you know, my 13 year old, it, it's almost impossible to get the kids out and playing. They don't, you know, thank God he has yeah. basketball. But yeah, so getting outside each day, guys, super, super important. And number five, have at least one person in your life you can be completely radically honest with someone who can who you can tell exactly what you're thinking, feeling and experiencing without judgment. It can be a family member, friend, or partner, or even a therapist, right? Um, Having this channel of communication is extremely important for being able to express things that are troubling you. Yeah. Again, it's like, just like the journaling, like you got to have a way to express it. If it's just jumbling around in your, in your mind, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just going to eat away at you. So yeah, it's, it's, it's super therapeutic because like, and a lot of times in this world, like we just, we have to put on a show, right. To some right. degree, it's like, whether it's at our job or, 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 you know, certain family members, you know, so like, um, it's, yeah, that's, it's just important, like, um, to be able to be our authentic selves and be vulnerable because, um, 
like it just gets energy draining to 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 hold it in all the time. Right. And people think like that it's not bothering them, but it gets into your subconscious and and it comes out in different ways. Dr. Benjamin Benulis, author of Create Health, Reverse Autoimmune Disease Without Drugs or Their Side Effects. Tell people how to find you. Sure. Um, so it's my name on most of the major uh, platforms. Uh, Instagram is probably where I'm the most active, but I also have a YouTube and a Facebook. Um, and then if you want to pick up a copy of my book, of course, there's Amazon, but you know, you want to support me directly. Um, you can get on my website, createhealthbook.com. And when you buy it there, I throw in some freebies that Amazon doesn't get you. Um, so you can check that out there. Awesome. And we will put the, um, all of this information in the show notes, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for listening to Nurses Out Loud. We are five nurses brought together, bound by our ethical principles and on our mission to protect the heart, soul, mind, and body of humanity. The last three years have changed us in different ways. Evil ran rapid, but it's been exposed. We are five strong nurses not afraid to gain, engage in this battle. We want to empower you all to do the same. We are in a war for the truth. And we're putting out a bounty on the real misinformation and exposing the purveyors of propaganda. Join us weekdays with a different nurse host daily. No topic is off limits as we shine our lights and expose the darkness. It's time and